It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is A to Z with Mark Zinno, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Good afternoon. Welcome to A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, where today I tell you there's still more to do. Welcome in. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Appreciate you joining me here on A to Z. Make sure you give us a follow on Twitter at Locked On ATL. Of course, I'm at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. We've got a lot to get to today. Falcons training camp, some veterans showing up early, starting to report. We'll get you an update from there, as well as some big NFL news, including a former Falcon in the news, plus some college football scheduling uh, notes to get to here before the end of the show. So we got a lot to do here. Again, appreciate you guys joining me here on A to Z. I want to start with the Atlanta Braves. Last night, it was Spencer Strider doing what Spencer Strider does. How much more do I have to applaud this young man for everything that he does? Uh, he was brilliant last night. Six innings, gives up three hits, one run, strikes out six. Uh, locks things down for the Braves. They turn it over to bullpen. Didn't get too scary there, but they gave up a couple of runs again. But nonetheless, Braves walk out of there uh, with a win. Uh, unfortunately for the Braves, the Mets also uh, beat the Yankees last night. And so uh, they remain two games behind the Mets in the NLE standings, three in the loss column. And uh, we are off and running here uh, in the second half. So they'll hope to keep this going here after they drop the final game of the series against the Angels. But, you know, we are now getting into that window. It is July 27th. Uh, we are, what, about a week away from, and let me just double check. I had, Let me look at a calendar here. Um, but, yeah, we, we are close to a week away, one week away, from the MLB trade deadline. And so everything is going to start to heat up. Uh, and I've said repeatedly, and I'll continue to say it, the Braves are going to be making moves. And I believe they need to make moves. There are – things out there that they need to accomplish for this team. And while I think they're pretty set in most areas, clearly there are some areas for upgrade. Uh, and this is coming from The Athletic. We've got Ken Rosenthal and a couple of other writers there sort of putting all this stuff together for us, at least give us a, a feel for what Alex Anthopoulos may do. But you have to believe with Adam Duvall's season-ending wrist surgery, and now you start to see some troubles uh, from certain guys in the rotation, even the bullpen. The A.J. Minter gets banged up. They give up a couple of runs last night. Not banged up, but banged around, and they give up a couple of runs last night. And so now you're in a scenario where um, you know there are room. There's room for improvements, you know. And I think about one of the first places. I don't think from a from a everyday standpoint that Eddie Rosario is a good answer in left field. There are names out there uh, of players that absolutely they could get. Um, one of them is Andrew Benintendi from the Royals. You know, this is a team right now that uh, obviously is going to be selling off pieces, but they have a guy like him that a lot of teams are going to be lusting after, including all the teams that are in postseason contention right now that they're going to be looking for. That's a name I think that is out there. I mean, look, the Braves are not going to get into the Juan Soto sweepstakes. So for any fan who's thinking about that, um, I would I would put that away because I don't really think that it is a viable deal for them. Although – Crazy GM and me has started to concoct uh, a couple of trade possibilities for 
the Braves and Juan Soto. But I won't get into it now because it's only going to make you guys upset and you're going to call me an idiot. And so from that point, you know, we don't need to go there. But manifestly, I think the Braves as well are going to start to look at the bullpen and maybe even the starting staff as areas of uh, areas that they can they can improve very quickly. I'll give you a name that I think they're really going to target among many others here in a second. But first, a word from our friends at BetOnline.net. They are the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs, find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, Major League Baseball, NFL, which is coming up fast, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. It's all right there. BetOnline continues. To be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they've got you covered with it all. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, back to the Braves here uh, as names that we're going to look at for them uh, when it comes to the bullpen. And one name I want to focus on in particular, and I mentioned this name early on, but I think they'll go back to the well with it. Uh, and that's Mark Melanson of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, those are experienced relievers. Uh, he's an experienced reliever. They also have Ian Kennedy, by the way. But, um, you know, they have Mark Melanson, Ian Kennedy. But Melanson's a guy that's been in a Braves uniform. He's been a part of what has made this team successful and helped build this team to where it is right now. And I think he's a name that they could really, really focus on uh, when it comes to, you know, bolstering up this bullpen. Um, Luis Castillo is a hot name from the Cincinnati Reds, a starting pitcher. Uh, he's going to be on the market for a lot of teams. And I think the Braves should be very much interested in looking at another starter. Uh, and I think that there is a, a good reason for them to look in the direction of a guy like that. Um, he's under team control for this year and next year. So it's not like they're going to lose him immediately in free agency. Uh, and there is a way for them to get another starter to bolster this rotation. Again, I've told you about, you know, Madison Bumgarner and if he would be available and what kind of rental would he be. I think that's another name that you can look at. But still, you know, um, the idea that getting a guy like Castillo to bolster this rotation can certainly be something that matters. Because here's the other thing you got to remember about what the Braves are going through right now. Because of the way the the Dodgers, um, you know, when you look at the Yankees and the Astros and the AL, they've sort of locked up the, the, the buys in the first round. But the Dodgers are going to be the other buy. The second buy in the NL is going to go probably to the winner of the NL East. Now, why is this so important? Um, and I don't mean to divert from the stance that I've taken that winning in the postseason and winning in the regular season are two different things and making the playoffs of the Braves is, is all, you know, they need to do. And I still believe all that. Uh, and I believe they would still be one of the two or three favorites to win the World Series if they make the playoffs in any format. But when you're talking about the path and the easiest path, do you want to get a first round bye or do you want to start your best three pitchers in a three game series against the Padres before you get to the NLDS and put yourself at a disadvantage where you're probably starting your game four starter or your game three starter if you sweep it, you know, in the uh, in the division series? That's the other thing about this that is so crucial to remember and why maybe winning the division will matter a lot more because of the new playoff format. Before, I don't think it mattered. You avoid the second wild card, you were good, right? Or you got the first wild card, I should say. You avoided the other one. 
you didn't have to play the one game playoff. You, you were good. So from that standpoint, I think it really matters uh, in reference to the easiest path to the postseason and how the Braves get there. That's why getting something at the trade deadline really matters for them, because now the division starts to be a little bit more critical than it used to be in years past. Right. Because if you were the top wild card, as I said, you didn't have to play in the or, you know, you didn't have to play in the in the one game playoff. You, you were fine. Um, and, and I think that there is a certain amount of, um, security in getting a first round buy and putting them into the division series that automatically helps the Braves chances to repeat. You don't want to have to take the long road. And, uh, I, I think that everybody knows that if you don't get that first round buy, you're certainly setting yourself up for what could be a much, much tougher path because, oh, by the way, I would assume they're going to reseed, right? And then the lower seeding team. Oh, no, the bracket gets stupid. Yeah, that's right. The, the Major League Baseball player back. I did see that. They don't reseed. Um, the number one seed actually gets the higher of the second rounders or, or the division series, which is weird. Anyway, I still think the Braves need to win the division. I'm, I'm getting tripped up here and thinking over myself. Point being, uh, as I wade through confusion, that it's easier for the Braves to win the World Series to win the, the NL East if they want to win the World Series, because getting that first round by will ultimately be something uh, that's very, very important. All right, coming up next, uh, big news for a Super Bowl contender that concerns, well, not concerns, that relates to the Atlanta Falcons. Plus, who showed up at camp early? We'll discuss that next right here on A to Z, on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Search Locked On Sports Atlanta. We'll be right back. Welcome back to A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts, search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Thank you guys so much for subscribing to our YouTube channel, over 2,000 subscribers and growing very rapidly. This has been an amazing, fun initiative here with Locked On Sports Atlanta. I'm so happy to be part of it, and I'm so happy that you guys are taking part in it as well. Continue to spread the love. Tell all your friends about where to find us and the great shows that we have here, including ATL Day Ones with Jarvis Davis, Ashmisa Batiste, uh, Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, our Braves postcast after every Braves postgame, Locked On Falcons and Locked On Hawks, all right here at Locked On ATL. And give us a follow on Twitter at Locked On ATL. And, of course, I'm at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Uh, this segment brought to you by our good friends at BlueNile.com. Let's get to the Atlanta Falcons as a couple of notable names uh, showed up early to training camp. Because remember, only the rookies are supposed to be there at this point in time. But Chris Lindstrom reported early to camp and some guy named Deion Jones reported to camp here early, even though he's on the pup list, even though he's probably not going, he's not going to be in the actual part of practice. He'll probably be working out on his own uh, off to the side, but Nonetheless, um, interesting to note that he did show up early, which is probably counter to what I would have thought, given um, the circumstances. You know, I would have assumed that he would have sort of um, not done anything extra, if you will, knowing he's likely not going to be here uh, at some point in time uh, here in the very near future, that he's probably not part of this team's plans. But, you know, maybe it's the, the big thing is for him now is to show everybody he can get off the pup list and possibly get out of town sooner rather than later and be with the team by week one. Maybe that's part of the plan. Who knows? I'm not hundred percent sure at this point in time, but it was certainly an eyebrow raiser. It was great to see Cordero Patterson back at Falcons camp. Nice. You know, he drove up in one of them, what do you call those slingshot things that the, 
things with the two wheels in the front and the one wheel in the back that sits real low to the ground that everybody drives in. So um, he had a banged up campaign last year, but he is back at camp early. looks like he's ready to go. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. And so a lot of veterans are returning early. Now, one Falcon, former Falcon name that's popped into the news here uh, in the last 24 hours was Julio Jones, who signed a deal with none other than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, yeah, as if Tom Brady didn't need any more help. Now, look, I know Falcons fans are going to quickly resort to he's old, he's banged up, he's not as productive as he normally was, he takes plays off, blah, blah, blah. I, I get it. And I'm not saying you're wrong for having any of those reactions. But the idea of Julio Jones and Tom Brady still, even if, you know, it's, I'm thinking back to 2015, it's still pretty awesome. <laughs> you know, like it still feels like it's going to be pretty awesome. Uh, that said, I, I, you know, with the Falcons having such meager expectations and it not really being a super rival type thing, I'm always kind of hoping that he has a good season in Tampa. Um, I'd love to really see him play as much as he can play with a high-level quarterback like like Tom Brady. Um, that, to me, I think feels like it would be a little bit fun. But again, I'm, you know, I'm probably in the minority there. Uh, if you have a Bucks future ticket to win the Super Bowl, you're probably pretty happy right now that, you know, he might be on it. And that's the thing. Look, I mean, would anybody really be mad at this point if either Julio Jones or Matt Ryan won a Super Bowl with another team? Like after all they did for the Falcons, after all that they were to this organization, can you really be mad at Julio and or Matt for going out and winning a title with another team? I can't. I, I I wouldn't be that way. I mean, I'm I'm not that kind of petty anymore as a fan where I, I, you know, like root against players or anything like that. I know some people do. It's just not my cup of tea. So, uh, as well, I, I genuinely, genuinely do. And if you want me to say, I hope he does well, just except for the two times he plays the Falcons. But, you know, it will be interesting to see. I think it's a really cool to see. Um, Julio against A.J. Terrell. Even older Julio. Leo going up against DJ Terrell could be a matchup that's right. Just saying, think about it. something else I want you to think about is BlueNile.com. You know, if you guys are looking for jewelry, there's two ways you guys are typically looking for jewelry. One, engage rings. Two is is fine jewelry. You know that that perfect gift. Well, if you're ready to pop the question, or you're just looking for a gift to celebrate that milestone moment, go to Blue Nile. Dot com. Blue Nile for engagement rings has online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. And Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her a perfect engagement ring. Each one is one of a kind. But if you're looking for fine jewelry, that gift, or a special way to say I love you, you're not sure what to do or have trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7 available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with Julie from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement rings. Use code LOCKEDON. That's Locked On. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and is in discreet packaging, so it won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free. Find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Uh, one of the other interesting things that, that came out, uh, and we talked a little bit yesterday about the position battles in camp and everything else and and where they're going to go. And obviously, we'll continue to look at all eyes on Desmond Ray and Marcus Mariota and everything else. But uh, I, I, you know, 
not to go all fashion on you guys, but I thought this was worthwhile. Interesting. I don't know if you saw that there are going to be um, a total of, is, is it 12 different teams or 13 different teams um, that are going to be wearing alternate colored helmet uniforms, uh, alternate colored helmets this year. And some of them are actually really cool. Like some of them I like, I look for me, you can get rid of all of the black helmets, right? Like I am not uh, Arizona Cardinals, Jets, Panthers, Saints, the all black helmets. Like you can keep them. They do nothing for me. That's just me. Like, yeah, I, I, I agree. It just, it doesn't really, and the Eagles have an all black. I think th those are bad. The Cowboys are actually going to have two different, um, one's going to be a throwback helmet and the other one's going to be like an alternate color. Um, so one will be white uh, and the other one will be the throwback helmet that they wore, I think, from the 60s or 70s, what it will. The Giants are going to go back to their uniforms from the 80s and 90s when they won their first two Super Bowls with the word Giants on the side of their logo. Houston Texas is going to have a red helmet. I think that's cool. That one looks real good. Uh, that, to me, was good. Patriots are going to go back to uh, Pat the Patriot, you know, the little football revolutionary war guy on the side of the helmet um, that they used to wear in the 80s and early 90s. Those uniforms are hot. Too bad the team is going to stink. Uh, the Eagles are actually going to go back to the old, like Randall Cunningham days green and that logo on the helmet. I think that's cool, but they're not doing that until 2023. It looks like, so, uh, they'll wait another year. And of course, yes, I didn't leave them out. I wouldn't leave them out. The Falcons are going back to their red helmets, uh, with the bird on the side. And I think that to me is something, again, I truly enjoy. Uh, I don't know how much I need the gold stripe to, Harkin Georgia Tech and the red for Georgia, like whatever. I mean, I'm sure that's nice. I just really like the old style um, that the original 66 Falcons had, and it's going to look cool. Uh, no matter what the outcome of that game is, I think it's going to look cool on the sidelines for them. Um, by the way, the Bears, too, are going to go to orange helmets for one game. Mm. You know, they do those orange uniforms sometimes, and I'm like, mm. I mean, the helmet doesn't look bad if you found it online. It doesn't look terrible. I don't think it's the worst one out there. I think the Texans red looks sweet. Um, I think the, the orange for the for the Bears are going to be okay. And, of course, oh, the white helmets for the Cincinnati Bengals, um, those things are going to look good. But I hope the Bengals do the white helmets with the orange uniforms. I don't want to do, like, the all-white thing. Getting too Oregon-ish, if you will, with that. You know, don't need, like, an all-white uniform. This ain't Wimbledon, man. It's football. So uh, let's see what happens. But, you know, just some notes again before we get to training camp. Obviously, again – um, as this week will be a little bit slow with the Falcons at training camp, it'll pick up next week uh, when the veterans get back in. They start practicing. Uh, as I said, I'll be out there uh, this coming Saturday at training camp. So if you see me, stop by, say hello. I'll be broadcasting live from there uh, for 92.9 The Game. And uh, I'd love to see you guys out there, snap some photos, talk some Falcons. We'll do it all uh, this coming Saturday on the 29th. All right, coming up next, um, some scheduling quirks. Quirks isn't the right word. Some scheduling notes that are of importance for the college football season coming up. Georgia fans, you'll like what I have to say. Georgia Tech fans, you won't. That's coming up next right here on A to Z on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Welcome back to A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. You search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Appreciate you guys joining me on this Wednesday. Give me a follow on Twitter. At Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Follow our entire network at Locked On ATL. This segment brought to you by our friends at Coffee AM. And I want to get to some scheduling notes about college football that I think you'll find interesting. Not so much if you're a Georgia Tech fan, but very much if you're a Georgia fan. But first, it is time for Shovels of Wisdom. 
brace yourselves because it's time for the Shovel of Wisdom. We try to hand out a shovel every single day. This morning, he did his exemption scooping, knocked them right upside the head, kept them straight, and correct them. Uh, you can do so as well on my Twitter account at Mark Zimmer. Just use the hashtag Shovel of Wisdom. And today, my shovel goes to Unilever. Unilever um, is the parent company of Klondike. You know, Klondike, the bar. Well, um, we have found out that Klondike has discontinued the Choco Taco. Oh my God. The iconic chocolatey treat that has been sold for almost four decades is now being discontinued by Klondike, which they're saying is due to an unprecedented spike in demand for different Klondike products over the past few years. Um. Okay, I don't care what your demand is. Give me my damn Choco Taco. I mean, this is just, America is really falling apart at this point. When I can't get a hold of a Choco Taco, life sucks. I mean, it, I mean, it's just perfection. It's a waffle cone shaped like a taco with vanilla chocolate ice cream and chocolate fudge. What are we doing here? You could, we had to stop producing that? For what reason? You guys are insane. I mean, somebody's got to do something about this. Forget supply chain. Forget inflation. Forget gas prices. Just give me a damn Choco Taco. How hard is this? This is nuts. What did we do as a country to deserve this fate that the Choco Taco is longer part of America? I'm not sure it's America I want to live in anymore, folks. I'm serious. We, we, have, to have, we have to have some conversations. All right. I kid. I kid. Uh, back to business here with college football. Um, ESPN has put together their um, college football schedule superlatives uh, and just looking at um, certain things about scheduling that are, that are hard, that are soft, that are interesting and everything else. And I thought you guys would find some of this stuff interesting. Um, for example, you know, they have the toughest overall power five schedule going to Arkansas. Um, they're one of five power five teams, Oregon, Stanford, Texas Tech uh, and Georgia Tech that have two non-conference opponents in the top 25. Uh, that is insane, right? Because most people don't do that. Um, it, it, it is just hard enough to get through your conference alone with ranked teams when you're in the SEC. Um, to add two other top 25 teams that are not in the SEC, that is a brutal, brutal schedule. Easiest overall Power 5 schedule goes to Virginia. I'm um, just giving you a couple of these other ones here for a frame of reference. Uh, the toughest Power Five non-conference schedule goes to your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Yeah. Um, now, this is interesting for a guy who's on the hot seat in Jeff Collins, but um, they're coming off three consecutive three-win seasons. They'll get number 21 Ole Miss at home in the third week of the season. Then they'll turn around and play UCF. Um, and then, of course, the uh, regular annual end-of-the-year game against Georgia that, well, in Athens is probably going to be what they would call a bloodbath. 
<laughs> By that point in time, who knows if Jeff Collins is even coaching uh, Georgia Tech. If not, he might be gone shortly thereafter. Quick word from our friends at Coffee AM. You guys have heard me tell you about them every single day. Why? Their coffee is amazing. Uh, there is no other way to describe it. They are a local small batch roaster here that just does some of the best work uh, in all of America. You get the freshest coffee. Why? Because most of their coffees are roasted and shipped on the same day or close to it. They only roast current crop specialty grade coffee. Huge selections from around the world, organic, fair trade, direct trade, expertly crafted blends, espressos, and flavored coffees, as well as gourmet teas and more. Uh, and it's roasted right here in your backyard. Go to coffeeam.com backslash locked on today and take a look at their full menu of coffees, teas, and gift sets. That's coffeeam.com backslash locked on. Use the coupon code locked on to get 15% off at checkout of your first order of coffees, teas, and gift sets. Coffee AM, the best small batch coffee roaster in America, and it's right here in Georgia. It's really good stuff, guys. I promise you. I'm not, I'm not joking around. I, I wouldn't consider myself a coffee connoisseur, but I, I know what's good coffee versus bad coffee, and, and Coffee AM is legit good coffee. Uh, also, more on Georgia Tech. Toughest open to this season. They get that. Um, Georgia Tech opens the season on Monday, September 5th at uh, against Clemson, rather, at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Of course, you know, you're going to see more Clemson fans there probably. Um after a short week to get ready for Western Carolina at home, the Jackets move on to Ole Miss, um, and then they get UCF to close out September. <sighs> and then two weeks into October, they pace number 15, Pitt. So, it brutal. Absolutely brutal. Not Now, again, if Jeff Collins can steal a win in one of those, it might turn the tide of things for him. Um, I don't know how likely that is, but still – it is very much a um, a very, very tough start. Toughest road schedule this year goes to Auburn. Um, he Auburn is the only team in the SEC West that has to visit both number one Alabama and number three Georgia. There's a trip to Ole, number 21 Ole Miss after the Georgia game and a November tri 5th trip to Mississippi State. Will, by the way, rallied from a 28-3 deficit um, to win on the Plains last season. So uh, the good news for the Tigers, they have eight home games, including their first five at Jordan Air, Jordan Air, Jordan Air, Jordan Hare Stadium. So uh, Auburn could be, again, this is why I talk about the SEC West in a big state of flux this year uh, and a lot of things changing. And Brian Harson does not have a uh, an easy go of things. Easiest home schedule in America belongs to the Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> the opener against number 16 Oregon is a true home game, although it's at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. But after that, only one top 25 team comes to Athens, and that's Tennessee, who is currently ranked number 24, and they might not even be a top 25 team when Georgia faces them. So Georgia certainly has a, a very, very good path uh, going forward. So I thought that those are some interesting things about um, the college football season this year. And oh, by the way, if you're into college football, and into college basketball, I'm sure you're going to want to watch Kansas play at Duke this year. No, you're not. It's going to be a bad football game, to say the least. But when they play basketball, it's a good game. So there's that. You know, make it that what you will. Um, but I'm excited for college football to get back, just like the NFL. We're inching closer and closer. The calendar is going to turn to August here, and uh, uh, it's going to be right on top of us. And, of course, yes, 
I'm very excited to start betting on football this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. Very, very excited about it. <laughs> we'll spend some time here on A to Z uh, with picks every single week. So uh, get ready for it, folks. Get your pens and paper out. We'll try to make us some money. All right, that'll do it for us on this Wednesday. Uh, back tomorrow. It'll be my last day of vacation uh, from parts unknown. I'll be back in Atlanta on Friday. Excited to get back home. But certainly appreciate you guys bearing with me and joining me here every single day on A to Z. You guys have a great day. Don't take any crap from anybody. See ya. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.